Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man, for, oh man. For those of you that have read the title of the episode, we have a very special guest on tonight. He's our podcast producer, mixing, mastering, and editing all of our mistakes each and every episode. He also created our iconic theme song, and he also happens to be my brother, Sam Luna. Sam, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Thanks for having me, guys. My name is Sam, Sam Luna, brother of Lucas Luna. Obviously, he you know, gave me some uh, producer credit, which is awesome. I need it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm a musician as well. Um, I also make films and i am an editor too oh, so what a, what a renaissance man truly <laughs> <laughs> what else uh, so uh tell us tell us a, a little bit about your music your music career well i started writing pop punk songs at the age of 11 and now <laughs> i've morphed into a kind of jazz math rock head and i play in a band called echo pearl varsity kind of modern jazzy melodic songs and we coming out with singles, you know, every couple months or so, uh, putting out videos, putting out content pretty consistently. So if you're able to check that out, uh, do so. It, nice. it will not disappoint. Yeah. Nice. I will plug Echo Poor Varsity. They have a super sick cover of Ghost Town, one of the oh, dopest thanks, songs man. ever. Um, <laughs> Echo Pro's dope. Check them out on Spotify. Um, I will say, so since we started this pod, uh, me and Matt, several months ago, uh, Sam's been wanting to get on since the very beginning. He was kind of in the early conception phases uh, when I, I initially have. told I've been him to get on so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're so popular around here. Um, what uh, can you tell the audience? Like, what is the kind of video game era that you're from? Like, what did you play growing up? Where where do your uh, kind of where do you lie in terms of your taste with video games? I grew up on the Super Nintendo, uh, N64, and uh, GameCube. And, you know, that those that's like the foundation for me. So I'm a huge JRPG fan. You know, I, I was into those big, big world N64 games, Donkey Kong 64, obviously Ocarina, stuff like that. And then, um, you know, into the deeper cuts of GameCube. Shout out Eternal Darkness for those who know. <laughs> that's on the list. That's on the, that's on the podcast list. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really just a lover of like RPGs. I played a lot of PlayStation 2. So, you know, FF7 as well and uh, Chrono Trigger. Just, just, the, just the stone cold classics. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, you, did you play Kingdom Hearts ever? You know what? I, I'd never played Kingdom Hearts. I'm sorry. I know oh. that's one of your favorite games, Matt, and oh. I, I didn't want to disappoint you. Oh. But I also want to tell you the truth. <laughs> that's all right, man. I'm, I'm kind of the outcast here right now. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, so, so one of the reasons I wanted Sam on is because we chose actually one of his favorite games of all time uh, for this week's episode of Thanks for Playing. And uh, the game is Matt. All right, everybody. Today, we are taking a look at the number one space bounty hunter simulator. <gasps> Super Metroid. That's right. That's right. 
Super, Super Metroid, the 1994 third installment of the Metroid series, released for the Super Nintendo, um, following uh, the game Metroid 2, Return of Samus. Uh, Stone Cold classic yes, video sir. game, uh, a 2D Metroidvania. Um, this this game and a number of other games, uh, namely the Castlevania series, um, really coined this genre, really created yeah. this style of video game where it's a 2D landscape, it's a large map, it's a lot of traversing, fighting enemy units in various rooms, gaining abilities, and unlocking new areas as you move forward and growing in power as you get through the game. Uh, yeah. Can't can't say enough good stuff about this game personally. It's pretty incredible the influence it's had. Like I was reading online too that particularly this rendition of Metroid, Super Metroid, and then Castlevania Symphony of the Night, those are the two that are most highly credited with establish, establishing the Metroidvania genre. Yeah, which is crazy because they just like <laughs> sandwich the two names together and they're like, this is what this is now. And yeah, <laughs> I think that's a testament to just kind of the influence of the games, which is really incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to get some initial thoughts out of the way and then get into the nitty gritty of, of how we're feeling about the game. Um, cool. As far as like game design, sound design, um, graphics, art style, all that stuff. Um, so Sam, yeah, what, what are your initial thoughts on the game uh, after this playthrough? Um, well, you know, I grew up playing this game. Uh, I haven't played it in a long time. Um, so, you know, I sat down with the, the SNES classic, Lucas Let Me Borrow It, and I, right. I trucked through it. Um, and I was just super, I, I mean, I'm pretty biased cause it's like, oh yeah, I played this game a shit ton when I was a kid and I knew where every single missile and energy tank and, uh, recharge station was, but, um, just how, how well it holds up. It's kind of like a, you know, it's, it's older than most zoomers out there. Uh, it's a 20, <laughs> is it 24, 24 year old game or 26, it's a 26, 26. It's older so than it's like, me it's older and than Matt. you and yeah, Matt, that's nutty. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and for being a 16 bit game, it's just so revolutionary and, uh, epic and creative. Yeah. I mean, I, I love this game. I just, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I got to echo a lot of that. Um, I know I, I'm biased too, because uh, with these older classic games, there's always this this big nostalgia factor, um, which becomes a point of contention, right, between a lot of old school and new school gamers. Um, now, you know, there's there's a thing is like, this is a, a considered a classic game. It's a nostalgic game. It's kind of u universally beloved and, and, and loved um, as a singular video game. But I think a lot of that does also come from the people that played it when they were very young. Um, so it's going to be interesting to hear Matt's initial thoughts on it as somebody that did not have a childhood with Super Metroid and us who did, me and Sam. Um, personally, I think the game, uh, yeah, holds up very well after 26 years. I think it still feels really great to control Samus in this game. I think the environments still feel really creative, really energetic, um, but also very isolating. Um, the colors themselves are very soft and warm, very glowy. Um, the game feels really good to look at, I think, with um, its its particular graphic style, which actually, honestly, can't even really be improved upon. I think it's like the best possible look of a 2D kind of sprite As far based. as like a 16-bit game in that style can go, like it, it is as good as it can get, I think. Yeah. And that's really one of the cool. reasons I think it's probably considered to be so timeless is that 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 16-bit style is going to be playable no matter what era we're in, I think, because it's so unique. It's like its own genre in and of itself, really. Yeah. 
yeah. which is uh, hmm. pretty pretty phenomenal. What um, do you uh, what do you think, Matt? Give me, give us some of your initial thoughts. Yeah, man. So I was pretty juiced going into this game. All right. So I, I did a little <laughs> research beforehand. Uh, I was I looked at the Wikipedia. I saw what was popping. Look and see what's cracking. And I'm like, oh man, this is awarded best action game in '94. Shit, that's crazy. And I'm scrolling <laughs> down more. I'm scrolling down more. I come up and it says like in 2003, IGN ranked Super Metroid third in its top 100 games of all time. And there's even wow. more recent lists where it's still wow. rated very highly. And I'm just thinking like, oh, oh I haven't played a classic game in a while. Get, <laughs> this is this is, this is going to be fun. So I open up the game. We're on our first level, you know. There's space pirates. I don't know what's going on. Um, and I got to escape. And there, I got to get back to my ship. Everything's blowing up. There's a timer. I'm like high octane momentum speed we're in it all right <laughs> and, then, and then i land on the first the first uh planet and i start playing the game and then i'm like oh shit i need a guide and then <laughs> i realize oh. i got no idea what's going on another 30 minutes in i'm having a bad time i'm texting lucas why are we playing this game <laughs> and then i realize i'm like man i'm gonna get destroyed in this podcast yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, it's starting. Yes, you are. Uh, it's starting. That's kind of where yes, I'm at. Um, okay, hang on. Why? Why did bad. you? Why was your first instinct, as a as a gamer, somebody who grew up problem solving, for fun, playing yeah. video games? Why did you feel the need to immediately jump into a guide rather than say, "Let me figure this out with my big brain gamer brain"? Because, bro, I did some exploring for like 30 minutes an hour, and I was like, man, I got no idea where the fuck I am. This map is shit. <laughs> I was like, I do not have the time to uh, to, to give this right now. Um, and I, I could just tell very quickly, just I didn't like the controls. Uh, I felt like the Samus was very janky to control. The wall jumping is inconsistent at best. Wow. Um, Ooh. And I, Shots I just, fired. I just... I was like, I, I just got to get through this. I will. I think I got to the first boss on my own. I will say that. Ooh, and after okay. that, it was down. Good job. Great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the homie that shoots claws out of his belly button. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got to that by myself. But then from there on, it was pure, pure unadulterated abuse of the replay <laughs> function on the Switch and the guides. <laughs> so do, that's do my... you, Matt, let me ask you. Do you yeah, feel... Yeah. Obviously, since you had to use a guide to get through it, do you feel like it made it less fun or that you feel less accomplished when you beat it? Like, how do, how do you feel use, using the guide for this game? Uh, I feel like that's how it was meant to be played. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Okay. Um, okay. No, well, so <laughs> I... I, I could have beaten the game without a guide. I could have. Really? You think so? I would still be playing it when we're recording right now. It would have taken me a very long time because I was just getting very confused on where I was going. I was struggling with the controls, so I just kept dying a lot. Um, <laughs> but I still felt accomplished when I beat the game because I still did that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, did did you though, or did you just read through a guy a guide? No, I clicked the, the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and we can like, get into this more, but. I have no doubt that when it came out, and if I was playing this game for the first time, and when did we say it came out? 94, 96? 94. If I was playing it for the first time in 94, I probably would have thought it was the sickest thing ever. Because it does so many things cool that are, are very interesting. Like, it does establish the Metroidvania genre, and 
it really does encourage like you know exploration in a way that probably hadn't been experienced up to that point in games like it is in a sense kind of an open world environment because you could pretty much yes. backtrack yeah, wherever you want or kind of explore ahead a little bit like one of the parts <laughs> mm-hmm. i got so frustrated at was i don't know how i got there but i did something wrong and i was like basically at a point where i shouldn't have been yet and it was only possible for me to do it if i had like beaten the certain boss and like on a power-up that was accessed after that um but it really does give you the free reins to explore and do things in that manner but where my gripes and my issues come with it is that with what i've experienced up to this point today and like the kind of especially coming off a game like zelda you know there it's like so beautiful <laughs> you didn't like Zelda. So, you didn't like zelda either though. <laughs> no i didn't dislike zelda i just didn't have enough time to play zelda yeah, yeah i mean I, okay i think I, the I, time I, the, the time factor is definitely a thing yeah it's like if you're like, trying to rush through it's you know super metroid is such a game of like mazes and discovery and yeah, yeah open worldness so it's like it's small in comparison to something like yeah breath of the wild but it's it's still kind of you still need time yeah still need this was time. like my yeah, first yeah. real metroidvania type of game i had never played any of these before i never played castlevania before i'm more of a a new age you know cy- <laughs> cyberpunk gamer type of guy <laughs> um, how'd you how'd you feel about like the power-ups though like when you got the gravity no, they were suit fun. you weren't like, hyped like oh, yeah, I, could, yeah. I could go in lava now and yeah i was like i'm one water. step closer to beating this this is neat <laughs> um, i i guess my biggest my thing is that like with the way the game like kind of really pushes like exploration and puzzle solving i feel like the underlying mechanics of the game aren't strong enough to support the kind of exploration it's encouraging okay okay that Actually, it might be a fair critique, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you basically run, jump, shoot. That's, like, all you can really do in the game. Um, yeah, and there's, like so can... many, yeah it, there's so many parts, too, where it's like, how am I supposed to know to blow that up? That looks like every other block on the game, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, because you have like an like x-ray that. vision that can see You get that, everything. like, three-fourths into the game? <laughs> no, bro. you don't. You get that, You get that like, a uh, quarter into the game, like, one-fourth yeah. in, really, Not though. the way I played. <laughs> okay, no, no, I will say, okay, so I'm a big fan of the Metroidvania genre. So to Matt's defense, even though it's very hard to defend, <laughs> yeah, like the, the under the underlying mechanics. Yeah, like other Metroidvanias do usually have a lot more like movement options, a lot more abilities that you can use, a lot more like just just options. Because Metro, like Super Metroid, yeah, you are just running, jumping, and shooting, and sometimes combat is like a little like spammy. Like you're just shooting the hell out of something until it dies. Like, and I, I recently played Hollow Knight. That was like a that's my personal favorite Metroidvania game, even even above Super Metroid, but. Hollow Knight, um, big recommendation there, is very difficult and bosses sometimes take you like multiple tries because it's such a has such a mechanical depth to it. So I do get what you're saying, Matt, where like as far as like where certain like 2D games have gone. Well, it's recently, just old. Well yeah, I know. <laughs> but even like Castlevania, you can dash backwards, right? In like some of those early Castlevania games. So there was still that extra layer and you had more abilities in those Castlevania games too. So like You have you more can, abilities than in Super Metroid? Yeah, because you had, like, the ability to... You could absorb, like, the souls of other demons and then use their abilities against other demons and stuff. So, like, in, in those Castlevania... You're saying Symphony with... Night, okay, but you're saying in terms of, like, attacking and... Yeah, and, mechanics. And defending, but... Fa- yeah, yeah. Combat, yeah, but like, combat. Actual. Yeah, like, in Symphony of the Night, you had, like, swords, whips, uh, daggers. Like, you had different styles of weapons, so it was had a little bit more depth to it. And then even some of the Castlevanias, like, that came out later, like Dawn of Sorrow... Um, and some of those other ones, like you just do have a little bit more options. So I, I do want to defend Matt in terms of mechanics for this game, but <laughs> disagree. <laughs> 
But yeah, and a disagreement is fine um, because yeah, I'm still cool. not going to give it's Matt cool. a lot of credit um, here. But Matt, you have you have a very unpopular opinion. I want yeah, you to no, know it's that. kind of funny. He's got a hot I, um, take. He's got yeah, a hot take. I, uh, <laughs> it's like the hottest take ever. <laughs> legit. I, I, I like Googled before this podcast too. Um, I was just curious like what other people thought that had a similar thing, ma'am. Then I just Googled, is Super Metroid bad? <laughs> and then the first thing that come up is a Reddit thread of Reddit r slash unpopular opinion. And Super <laughs> Metroid just, is bad? It's just slam. And the title Super Metroid is fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did they Whoa. say? Uh, let me let me read a snippet. So, um, <laughs> I want to hear this. I'll I'll read the whole thing really quickly. So, <laughs> this is it's pretty funny. This one's gonna be more of a rant than my usual quote. X game is overrated. X quote post where I try to be more observational and constructive. Be warned. This game is easily the most overblown Nintendo game. Yes, more than Ocarina of Time, and can easily <laughs> rank amongst the most overrated games. Period. And of all significant overrated games, it probably has the snobbiest fan base. The only thing going for it is that the game has atmosphere, good atmosphere, and the good music. But other than that, it's a fucking disaster of a game. Quote, but genius level design, bro. End quote. Because apparently we all live in a crazy parallel universe where easily getting trapped in dead ends where the only system resets can unfuck you and ass tons of cryptic bullshit are what constitutes genius level design. Parentheses, I had a couple reset worthy dead ends early on in my playthrough. And it's not like the level design was tailored to make me go out of my way for them either. Quote, but my perfect gameplay, bro. Man, you're whack if you think the Super Metroid gameplay is anything but a clunky mess. Samus's movement is very stiff and stubborn, and learning mechanics like wall jumping require an engineering degree and a demonic sacrifice. Wow. <laughs> um, and, and here's the interesting part. Dude. At first, I thought this guy was a, a straight-up like, hater like me. But then he said, I don't want to hear any bullshit about how this series just isn't for, isn't for me because my first Metroid game was Fusion and I fucking loved it. So Fusion is cool. That, that's Fusion's the gist cool. of it. Yeah. Um, okay, that's and that. let, me, let me give credit. This was posted by um, Reddit user uh, That's Bullocks. Um, <laughs> so, congrats. You made it's it on a, the podcast. It's a, it's a hot take post. too. That, it's just a super, like a super hot take. I, I guess I don't really know how to react to that. Um, I was into it. Yeah. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was reading this. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah, man. It's it. It's funny because like, I mean, it sparks this whole debate. Like, so Matt, you you say like you would have liked this game if you played it in '94. I think so because I think for what it is in '94, like back then, I think this was probably revolutionary, or even um, I don't know. Whenever Sam played it, whenever it was probably still like really you know revolutionary then. But there's just been so many you know, so much uh, expansion on the open world genre and the idea of exploring and exploring new things and discovering new parts of a world that it just, the mechanics underlying for it don't support that kind of style of gameplay anymore, in my opinion. So, um... It just doesn't hold up. Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> but but hang on. Are we going to By today's judge... standards. Okay, but are we going to judge it, it by... Yeah, okay. That's my, that's the debate I want to kick off yeah. here yeah i mean sam what do you think like can you can you judge something by today's well, standards even though it came out in 94 yeah it's kind of i mean it's tough right because we're talking about this and we grew up playing this game and you're you're a kid you're playing this revolutionary game the sounds like the movement the gameplay the bosses all that stuff sinks with you deep um 
and me playing it again, you know, I was actually really surprised on how well it held up. And, you know, it's, is that my childhood nostalgia coming out and being like, fuck yeah, I love this game. Or is it, you know, does the game not really hold up? And it's kind of the argument of like, yeah, I know Matt, you didn't play this game when you were young and you're saying that you wouldn't have liked it, but then we did, we were influenced by this game and I did play this game when I was like, you know, five or six when it first came out. And um, I guess it just depends. I really just depends if you were influenced by it or if you weren't, because it's like. I think the nostalgia is probably such a big factor too. And like I said, I think I would have loved it when I, if I played it, if I was alive, like of age when it first came out, but it's just. This game is fire, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This game is straight fire still. Okay. Okay. Let's hear the antithesis. I mean, let's hear Matt just shit on the game. Uh, Sam, give us a little bit more. I mean, what what makes I the mean, game great? It's just such a, it's just such a like, vibe. It's such a vibe, bro. Like yeah. <laughs> no, it's just. I, I think it's really cool how it's, uh, how there's really no exposition except for in the beginning, and then you're, kind of thrust in this world, and it's like super ambiguous, and you go through, it and you're kind of, it's kind of like a. I like to equate it to a game like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, where it's like, there's there's a lot, it's a lot more straightforward, I think, than that game, but it's just like, fight bosses, no storyline, it's just vibes, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I think like the, like you're saying, the isolation, the music, like, the game design, kind of like the weird sounds you hear in it, um, it's just such a like, mature a video game for being like a super nintendo kids game you know like i, I don't get this i don't get the same feeling that i get with like you know i mean what's another classic maybe like chrono trigger even like that feels like yeah. more of a kids game but this yeah. is like has a, has a weird rated? maturity this um, is rated i guess everyone or I think it was before the rating system, actually. I think you're right. It was like right when the rating system was coming out. But there is like blood. There is blood in it and stuff. And they were. Yeah. That's a good point, though, too. That's one of the praises I do have for it is when I was playing it, just going through it, I mean, like seeing all these monsters that are there and like the, you know, kind of scary environments and stuff and the music, like the atmosphere is set extremely well. And I was looking at these things. I'm like, this is this is fucking terrifying, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. It makes you feel really weird. It makes you a little uncomfortable almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was dope. I think um, uh, I think like the the game, what I like about it, and this is what I like about certain movies and and just other media is this game does not treat the gamer like they're stupid. That's it's what's true. really cool about it. This game does not like give the gamer anything. It doesn't give us like a bunch of clues or tell us where to go. It doesn't give us a checkpoint on a map. Even the later Metroid games really started doing that. I know Fusion did that pretty much the whole way through. Like, go here. Okay, cool. You did that. Go here. Pro- Metroid Prime, uh, like if you take too long to get to the next objective, it will actually just eventually tell you where to go. Yeah, so like I that. Super, Super Metroid was like the last Metroid game to like not tell you a single thing about where to go. Um, and I think like there's something to be said about that type of design. Even like other Metroidvanias still eventually do tell you where to go. And this is just so pure like in, in the genre. I mean, it's just you get a new ability, you have to figure out or think back in your head about where you can go, look at your map, figure it out. I mean, it demands a lot from the player. 
because it respects you as a as a gamer, right? And I think that's it doesn't really give you to too think. much. Yeah, it doesn't give you too much, but it doesn't give you too little. It's kind of like it's not extremely hard, like a Ninja Gaiden game, but it's not yeah. <laughs> extremely easy where you just walk through the game. So yeah, it yeah. does give respect to the the player, which is definitely a dying or a dead genre of video games i feel like you know yeah. i think it gave me too much respect <laughs> <laughs> i like that okay yeah yeah maybe maybe i think what i'm you... too used to being babied by today's standards uh, no okay uh, okay see. okay that's fine well you just mean you're well, a little baby well that that's yeah. the thing too is like that's another question that <sighs> this really makes you think about is like i mean playing these types of games growing up i feel like it taught me a lot of lessons like as to like oh you need to start what you finish you need to explore every room uh i mean lucas knows that i'm i we were different types of gamers where i would just nerd out and try to get every single thing but um i feel like these games just taught me how to like make my bed and like be a man <laughs> <laughs> in a weird in a weird psychological way um, no, I know. I, I, I do. I, I know. I know what you mean so by that's that. That's the finish your food mindset, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Well, yeah. Games games back then were just so different. Like now we're just like overdosed on so many different choices with video games that like if you don't like a game, you could just move on or just play a different game. But this era of video games was definitely like you got Super Metroid for your birthday or for Christmas and you I played mean, that everyone game. was playing that game. Yeah, like, and everyone played true. it. And that was it. It was like the one big game that came out in in that month in that few like months period and everything and I mean it was either you play Super Metroid or some bunk shovelware game that like maybe got released by some third party. <laughs> like, <laughs> so so nowadays it's just like there's 20 games to play at any moment, you know. So this is like it's almost like you had to finish your food with these games. You know, you had because to Because you had no other game. Death. You had to play yeah. these to death. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. to find it's every true. single item. You know, yeah. so maybe it's a different it, it's that is all playing into why me and Sam really like the game. Um, and none of that falls on Matt. But understandably, because you're not from that era. You see, I want to backtrack a little bit. So it's almost like you're saying you you were forced to finish the bad game. No, it's a good game. It's a good game, though. Game. It's a good game, though. You were forced to finish the okay game. Okay. Good for its time. Okay by today. Okay. Uh, let me... Let... <laughs> <laughs> I have no. I, I. I. It's. It's. It's hard. I mean, you have an impenetrable argument. Let me just. I'm, I'm pretty adamant on this. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me just. Let me. But let me tell you. I feel like if you would have played it without the guide, because I mean, I don't think I would have finished it in time for the podcast. No. No. It, exactly. But you know, it's like the great Kobe Bryant said, "Man, it's not about I will the destination. Say, it's." I was happy to beat the game. <laughs> I probably would have felt fucking amazing once I beat the game. Yeah, I would have been so proud of myself I mean, for being such an unclear maze. Think about the <laughs> think of <laughs> think about the ending. You we weren't stoked on the last battle. The and ending like, was sick. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it was dope as hell. The ending actually was kind of <laughs> whack too. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh let, me rephrase it. Let, let me back up. The ending was oh sick. Oh my god. The the final boss battle was sick because with when you're fighting Mother Branch and the hit, it hits is, you with that rainbow hard. shit. Sorry, this is really hard to Rainbow hear. shit, it's the hyper beam. <laughs> when it hits you with the hyper beam, yeah. if you don't have at least three bars of health, you die. Just have three bars of health. I didn't, bro. I was shit at the game. <laughs> I had like two. 
Better redo that shit. <laughs> oh my um, god! But no, the ending scene. You died on getting... mother. How is that even possible? Because <laughs> man, died getting to mother brain. brain, all that red shit kept hitting me, like the little circle thing. Is that that's hard. That was kind of hard. Spaghetti-os, yeah, that and I was like, hard. and I, I was just stressed. I think I was sweating. <laughs> the spaghettios are actually half the battle of mother brain. Honestly. Yeah, it was, I hate. was like, <laughs> mother brain is easy. Mother brain is very easy. The spaghettios are terrible. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that ate like a third of my health, at least a quarter or maybe half. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, Did you? I have one question too. Did you have a favorite like area or song or like, I guess mood that uh, a section of the world? Put I like the underwater areas. Those were fun. okay. Meridia. Meridia. Yeah. Yeah, Meridia. Yeah, yeah. Those are that's sick. Cool. Yeah. I like the surface. <laughs> okay actually that's that's a good comment on game design though because you're you're um, I, the felt, surface, I felt i felt safe there the exactly. surface feels the <laughs> surface is the only like uh safe area safe area not yeah. roaming and i was like i yeah. didn't feel um claustrophobic i guess and i and i knew i could jump you know and it just was, it was good you just go all the way up <laughs> just go yeah. all the way up yeah yeah all right well we gotta move on all right we're <laughs> we gotta move on to our different sections guys all right so art style matt Let's just let you go first. <laughs> I got nothing bad to say about the art style, man. Okay. The art oh, okay. style. Here's my here's my exact exact quote or note I put in my outline. The art style is the actually the one part that holds up. <laughs> 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 and the sound design. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it. We all mentioned it earlier a little bit. The sound is the art style. It's kind of the pinnacle of 16-bit, I think. And there's, yeah, it still works very great and it looks good and the atmosphere. Um, it helps create is great. So I got nothing bad to say about it. All right. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I, I completely agree. Um, I think the 8-bit era, the 8-bit art style is a little bit hard to go back to when you look at it um, compared to the 16-bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think like it's it's kind of funny because the 8-bit era nowadays is a little harder to go back to. And the early 3D era, like PS1 <laughs> and Nintendo 64, is also a little bit hard to get back to. But the 16-bit is in between both those generations and it's perfect. Like, it was the pinnacle of 2D before we went 3D. And 3D, like, was great, but took a, a step back as far as timelessness goes. Hmm. You know? So 16-bit, it just hits in that perfect style. And I think, like, certain games nowadays that come out that are, like, kind of these indie gems, um, thinking about, like, Celeste, Transistor, um, I'm playing um, Hades right now. All these games are closer to this to the 16-bit genre. The 16-bit art style, I think, than, than they are to, like, the 8-bit or, like, the 64. And I think, like, it's just this great, like, point in time for art styles with video games. So, yeah, love love this. And I think Metroid's the peak. Super Metroid is the peak of, of that 16-bit art style. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, I agree. I think that, um, well, I think from the 8 to 16 is, like, it's not that, I mean, it's double, right? But yeah. Uh, the way I think of it is like, I mean, how many more games have come out since Super Metroid that aren't 16-bit that are not as good? <laughs> you know, it's like, it for what they had, it's just kind of incredible, even from Nintendo to Super Nintendo, how much of a jump that was and how creative they had to be with what they had. And, uh, you know, just simple things like defeating the first boss and things going to black and white. Uh, you know, when, when things start dying, the colors change. Uh, the screen shakes. Everything shakes when there's like an earthquake. It's like, 
I mean, I guess you don't really think about it now because it's stuff that like looks way better now. But it's like, man, like it's still. I guess it's still effective in my mind, and um, it's awesome that what they're able to do with so little power. It was just all about creativity. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, they used the. I mean, they used every tool available to them, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, and speaking of that, I mean, I want to go ahead. They ate all their food. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of that, just talking about specifically sound design, um, and and Sam here is is a musician and a producer as well. Um, so I, I'd love to hear some of his takes on, on some of the sound design stuff, but they, that is one of those tools that they just had to rely on very heavily. And I think knock it out of the park on, um, because the eight, eight bit music, eight bit sound design is like, so eight bitty yeah. with the 16 bit, they're actually able to make things sound like real instruments and like sound like actual music and everything. Um, and I think that Super Metroid's music sound design is just so essential to the experience. But um, Sam, go ahead with your with your sound design comments. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the eerie parts about the game. I think that there is only one song that is a hero song, and it's actually when you're on the surface. Every other song is very mysterious, dissonant, uh, minor chord type stuff, and it just puts you in that otherworldly zone like but not in a sense of like oh i'm there's a gray alien it's very like its own thing and like there's so many awesome songs in this fucking game (laughs) it's this sound the soundtrack is so lit and i was so hyped (laughs) and when i was fighting mother brain and that like baseline comes in and it's like Yes, I was like, that's that's metal AF. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, the songs are really cool. They're just really unique. Uh, they kind of put out each each area puts out its own energy with the sound. And uh, also, I mean, this game has a lot of unique uh, sounds in general. I really like the sound of the glass breaking in particular, uh, and also. Uh, Fun fact, I guess a lot of a lot of the sounds were straight up sampled from Godzilla, which oh, I thought was really, really, really funny. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, yeah, yeah. like a lot of the noises that like the monsters make kind of uh, put you in that zone, you know, put you in that strange, that strange zone. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what do you uh, what do you got on sound design? Yeah, I mean, um, I think you guys already elaborated on it really well, but I mean, it was, it was good. Um, it's one of the better parts of the game, I think. And it really That's does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. And it sets the atmosphere well. And I, I agree with everything said. Yeah. To me, these are, these are pretty classic. Um, these are pretty classic tracks. Um, I've played, I've played other games um, that kind of have homages to this era. Um, I played the game called, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Matt um, or Sam, but called, I want to be the guy. No, uh, it's kind of like a flash game. Uh, it's like a challenging platformer shooter flash game, um, and it had all sorts of like references to older classic eight bit and sixteen bit style games. And oh, cool. they used they used quite a bit of Metroid soundtracks in it. And I think oh, like when yeah, when people think of like kind of older soundtracks for video games, I think Super Metroid's probably up there quite yeah. a bit. Um, so pretty iconic stuff there, which is which is really cool for sure. Sweet. All right. All right, sound that was sound design. Moving on to um, whew, the NPC award. 
<laughs> there's not a lot of NPCs in this game. Let's be honest. No, it's true. Um, so uh, there's only a few, and you know you could actually go through a little bit of the game without ever even encountering them. And uh, in the Metroid style, or at least this era of Metroid style, there is really no dialogue <laughs> with any. Literally, there's no dialogue with any single um, NPC in the game. Uh, so I want to know your guys' uh, NPC awards. Let's hear it, Matt. Bro, it's got it's got to be the baby Metroid, man. Okay. Yeah. Like it's the gone. Metroid at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You say it. That, was my, that was my son or my daughter, man. I thought I was its mom. Yeah. That was, that was tight. Yeah. <laughs> Saved my ass. I, yeah. That's all I got. Except for when you die. <laughs> except for when you died the first time. Yeah, it didn't come quick enough that time. Like, <laughs> Mama, Mama forgives. <laughs> what you got, Sam? Um, you know, it could be an enemy, right? Should sure. it be an enemy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Because I want to say, like, those ninja dudes that you fight in that one area that are just, like, all of a sudden doing karate and, like, doing, like, jump kicks. You're like, what the hell <laughs> are the these metal, guys the on? Metal space pirates? Yeah, the ones that are invulnerable, right? Bro, yeah. I hated that. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> those things that, destroyed me. Yeah, they're, they're pretty hard to beat, and they're just, it was really funny. I was like, that kind of caught me off guard because I hadn't played it in so long, but those guys are the shit. For yeah, sure. those guys. It's funny because that's the one room that those guys are in. It's right before Ridley, and they're like almost like harder than Ridley for some people. <laughs> they are, yeah. Ridley was hard. I Ridley was died. hard. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a, actually a pretty, uh, pretty big curveball for the NPC award. I like that one. Uh, for you. me, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get, go ahead and give it to the ostrich that teaches yes. you how to do the speed boost super jump. Uh, that guy's sick. Matt, did you see that guy? No, he didn't. No. <laughs> Dude. Oh, that hurts. Okay, so I guess I'll have to explain it for Matt. Hopefully the audience knows. But uh, there is a area of the map where you go and fall into like a basically a really, really long pit. Okay? And you the only way out is to do a secret technique that you learn in the game from this npc but this npc does not tell you how to do it this npc shows you how to do it by just doing it right and basically the move is you do your super speed boost thing and then crouch as you're going super fast and then when you jump you basically do like an infinite jump through the ceiling okay matt yeah hey, yeah hey. um no i'm looking <laughs> at it right I, i'm curious because i'll actually looked it up right now real quick and, yeah um I remember seeing him, but I didn't know what he was about, and I think I just went to the next room. Wait, how did you get to the next How'd you room? Get out? Like, or like backtracked? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you turned oh, it off. I know what he did. No, no, uh, he he did his emulation. Uh, re, he did the rewind feature for the Switch. That's what he did. Oh, right, Matt? Yeah, probably. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, mean, I leaned trash. heavy on that shit. <laughs> that's so trash. <laughs> that's fine, bro. <laughs> we already I, established my 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 viewpoint today. <laughs> All right, all love, I'm already getting enough shit probably for giving Birth Out of Wild a seven, so keep it coming. <laughs> he loves it. He loves he loves the yeah. villain. He loves playing the villain. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I like that too. We we need unpopular opinions in this world too. So I, I'm not I'm not upset. All right, uh, moving on, guys, to uh, companion piece picks. What do we got? So uh, just a, just to for the audience, what the companion piece pick is. Uh, companion piece pick is where we pick a non-video game piece of media that we feel goes along 
with this video game as a way to uh, consume it uh, with as a companion piece pick. So, Matt, what do you got? Bro, it's got to be Aliens. It's <sighs> nice. easily the most obvious pick. Yeah. Uh, and I got nothing, no reason other than it's Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, Aliens is a very scary I don't know if it's as scary today. I haven't watched it in a while, but it's a very eerie movie. And like, yeah, and it's scary and it's very offsetting. And I think a lot of those themes are those um, same emotions can be felt throughout Metroid as well. So especially like when um, I think when you're on your way to fight Mother Brain, Metroid like starts, you know, it starts sucking you. Um, <laughs> when the starts, starts sucking start, you, yeah. starts draining you, and I'm like, oh my god, what what can I do? And then it lets me go. But there was uh, there was some sheer terror and hate in that moment, so mm. that was crazy. <laughs> Sam, Sam, what do you got? Uh, I actually want you to go first because I feel like I should read, uh, you know, this little story analysis before i say oh, my companion oh, piece oh, oh okay okay because uh, it'll it'll definitely make more sense I okay think. okay i'll just or i'll not, just go quick just not uh, at all <laughs> i hope it does <laughs> i'm just gonna go real quick um my companion piece pick is uh, a little different it's actually not a sci-fi but it, it's a it's a film so it's, it's a little film called castaway with Ooh. uh with sir tom hanks okay sir one of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest american american actors uh Ever. A generation ever literally ever yeah probably like for <laughs> sure um yeah I, I think it's mostly because in terms of isolation um metroid is like you don't really talk to any single other person in the game the entire time you're by yourself the whole time and it's more of a study on like you know that castaway is definitely a study on like just one singular person in one singular place um samus is alone the entire time so uh we gave it the companion piece pick there cool i like cool. that that's, Thank uh, you. that's thinking outside the box. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I think Sam might give us a little out of the yeah, box answer yeah. right now. Let's so we're right, going to hear Matt. So are you ready? <laughs> Go ahead. Wait, what are you no, going to no, say? Wait, wait, I'm, I'm telling the audience. Me, bro? I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling the audience. Okay. Just to prep the audience here. Okay. <laughs> Sam told me he's got a brand new theory on Super oh. Metroid. Never been done. Never been done before. Okay. 26 uh, years. So he's ready to hit it, hit us with it. Okay. Sam, yeah. So, um, you know, it's a very ambiguous game, and uh, you know, me being a film guy, uh, I'm always analyzing underlining themes. And one really stuck out with me uh, this playthrough, and I wrote this little piece. I'm gonna try to read it as fast as I can, or like <laughs> just audibly, got time. so I don't sound yeah. like a schmuck. And uh, okay, uh, Matt, prepare to have your mind blown. <laughs> Play that okay. sick beat, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Super Metroid, the story of adoption. Super Metroid is a story about adoption and child trauma. As you are Samus and adopt the Metroid, being that you have no time to mother your child, you put it into a foster home, which is the spaceship in the beginning. Ridley then adopts your child and takes it to a mentally deformed house called Zebus. You find out about your past child's abuse and manipulation from its new parent, Mother Brain. Then you decide to penetrate the household and defeat the entire family, which is Kraid, Fantoon, and Dragon, ETC. All these children have suffered the same abuse and manipulation from Mother Brain and have inherited evil instincts. Once you encounter your child, Metroid, it attacks you on Mother Brain's principles and almost kills you. Your child then has flashbacks of early memories of you comforting it and recognizes it's you. 
In an attempt to defeat Mother Brain, she gets the best of you in a fight to the death for your claimant on your child. Metroid sees you suffer and attacks its new mother and sucks her dry of her energy, then transferring it to you. Mother Brain kills your child and you feel utter pain and sympathy, but you are left with the godlike power of the hyperbeam and easily defeat the corrupt parent. You leave the household as quickly as possible, save the children who still have good within them. Super Metroid is a story of trauma and what a child goes through when he or she is disconnected and passed from home to home, like a rescue dog in limbo. Children are fragile and should be treated as such, for you have the chance to ruin their lives if not careful. Fuck. Damn, we, we just, we like, we like just got a new genre tacked onto this podcast. <laughs> wow. So uh, that's my take, and uh, I'm standing by it, and it's 100% true. And uh, Dude, yeah. Rot- Rotten Tomatoes already rated it. Um, it's not even a movie, and they rated it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. I love it. So, yeah, I, I, and I think that uh, obviously it could mean a million different things, but that's what stuck out to me. And, and my companion piece is this movie called Matilda, not because it's completely relevant. I don't know if you've seen that movie, Matt. I know Lucas has seen it, but it's about a little girl who has psychic powers and she's thrust into this school and she is, yep, you know, disconnected from her family and ends up being adopted at the end by the real mother. Uh, There's no fight scene or there kind of is a fight scene. There is a fight scene. (laughs) But there's no death, uh, you know, of the child. Uh, You can interpret Matilda as Samus or Metroid, whatever. But that's my... uh, Dude, off the wall companions. Yeah, yeah, I I like it. No, that's Quick. that's actually true because mother brain, mother, is right. like adopted mother. Yep. Right. That's and crazy. like all the space pirates are kind of like children too. Yeah. And you are in a sense going into you're all interior in the game, so it's, it's kind of like going house, into bro. a house. Yeah, it's, it's one like house. giant house. <sighs> Man. Hey, Matt. a quick question is um, <laughs> Matilda. Is there a scene in that movie? <laughs> Where like this chubby kid has to eat a chocolate cake. Yes. Yeah, dude. That scene is so cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a very long time, and I honestly don't remember that well, but I have seen that movie. We'll have to do a podcast episode purely on Matilda. We'll play that game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll play that game. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, that was solid. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So so very. Uh, Might be the best companion piece we've had so far. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Yeah. Yeah. Most thought out for sure. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, we'll do one last section, and then we'll move on straight to the rating. Uh, everyone's dying to hear Matt's rating of this video game. I can't. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it too. Um, so last last section, guys. Here, nitpicks. What do we got? Um, I'll start it. All right. I mean, in all honesty, yeah, the game doesn't really communicate anything to you at all. So I understand how that could be a pretty frustrating thing. Uh, it's a little outdated um, because, like. There's no way that you would know to go into the underwater place by shooting off a super bomb inside of a pipe where the water is, right? So that's a little that's a little dumb. <laughs> that's the only that's the only parts of the game that I feel like are a little weird, but given time and just exploring the game, I think that does get alleviated. It's my only nitpick is if you don't have time to play it, yes, I can understand how the game can be a little frustrating. Um That's all I got. Um cool. Uh yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't, I'm trying to think what I hate, or not hate, but yeah, I guess nitpick about this game. 
it's it's I guess it's pretty similar where it's just kind of like I I mean this, I have this game memorized it's like embedded in my brain so it's like missile here you know yeah uh, I'll hit an item here so but I do see obviously especially from Matt's perspective of just like the utter like uh or lack of direction lack of direction in all forms because it's it's just so uh just go and you don't know yet so it's like it can easily confuse a player and i could see how that can be a nitpick but also how it kind of makes it the game it is at the same time um so yeah i guess maybe just uh just play placement and maze uh design stuff like that mm-hmm. got That's it my nitpick yeah <laughs> Uh, I will not even go because I've been doing it the whole podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will. I, I guess going back to what one of the nitpicks you had earlier, Matt. I will. I will just go go and agree with you again as far as like the mechanics of the game. I do think like sometimes it is a little bit spammy um, as far as the combat mechanics of the game. Like you literally just like turn on that super missile and just shoot Ridley to death, and like you, you kind of win. <laughs> it's kind of like how Motherbrain is too. It's just like if you have enough missiles and stuff, you just shoot it. There's not like a ton of like crazy twitchy yeah. mechanical depth to the combat. Um, that's, I guess, a nitpick of mine because a lot more like Metroidvanias do have a little bit more depth to them and 2D games in general do. But I mean, at the same time, it's like this game came out in 94. <laughs> and I will give it a little bit of like positive feedback on the comp or on the combat. Actually, there's one part. Um, and I'll be honest, I only knew how to do this because I read the guide. But. <laughs> Uh, I forget what the boss's name is, but the one where it's like the electrical room. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. If you once it grabs you, if you grapple to like one of the outlets where like electricity is pouring out, you can just kill it. As long as you have enough, as long as you have enough health to withstand the like maybe like I think two energy things of electricity, it'll kill it like instantly. That was pretty. I remember, I, I told Lucas that, and he had no idea. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, nice I, to do he that, told so. me that too. I was like. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. mind-blowing. So that's pretty cool blown. that, the, I mean, coming from you guys who are like veterans and you had no idea about that and you've played this game probably several times over, uh, I think that's pretty cool that the game gives you that many options to fight a boss. And who knows, maybe there's something like a, some crazy way to fight Ridley or someone here that we just didn't figure out or that wasn't mentioned. So maybe. that's cool. Yeah. There's a, I mean, I actually never did the healing ball thing. Did you do that, Lucas, ever? I've never done it, no. But you no. see it, it, it in the original, there's a, because you, if you turn the game on, it it just previews stuff to do and kind of shows you stuff that can happen. And I remember as a kid, you'd see uh, this the ball. You'd learn how to do the bomb jump through like just leaving the title screen on. Yeah, which was yeah. cool. And then there was the ball where you'd almost like go into a ball and your armor would disband, and then you would just regain all your energy. I never did it. Yeah, I actually looked up how to do it today, and you need like a hundred missiles. 50 super missile like it's got crazy but oh um, weird i was like it there are those little gems like this game is very um in depth like yeah. surprisingly yeah. yeah oh i have a you know some a little bit of uh you know fun guy fun guy research little fun facts we got a, we got a fun yeah, guy yeah. on the podcast yeah <laughs> uh, if, if you guys don't mind i, I want to say a few because i think you'll think they're you know fun Hell yeah let's hear it sweet um, 
so I guess when this game was released, it was uh, it had the most storage capacity of any game uh, on the Super Nintendo and probably Sega Genesis up to date. So it was like 24 megabytes. (laughs) This is really funny. Yeah, that's like a song. It's like a song or like a 20 second video you shoot on your DSLR. Yeah, Uh, it's really funny. Um, And check this out. Super Metroid was almost canceled three times because really, yeah, the um, I guess the manager. God damn it! Because it was so bad, they were like, you know what? This game fucking sucks. This game's not gonna work. You're fired. You're fired. Um, No, but uh, it. I guess they worked on it for two years, and the leader uh, Sakamoto, the director guy, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know his first name. Yoshio Yoshio Sakamoto. Sakamoto. Yeah. He had to like fight his boss on it and basically like he was threatening to defund the project for a really long time. And then he said basically upon like one month before the due date of the design, he went 180 and completely was like, this game is amazing, which I thought was really cool. Um, Kim Basinger was the inspiration for Samus looks. Samus's looks. I don't know if really? you guys know who that is. She's like an 80s, 80s babe. Um, should totally check her out. You'll recognize her. I thought that was funny. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I can yeah, totally see that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, another one, Samus was actually supposed to be completely nude when she died. Because you know how you die and then you see like, oh, her yeah. in a bikini? Yeah. But they decided against that being... That it's a kids game <laughs> uh, wow would have been a completely different f- people would have wanted to die more back then probably. <laughs> uh I-, I mentioned the godzilla sampling yeah um and on creating the game there was a uh, a nap room because the- it was a young crew and they were working all around the clock and staying in the some of them wouldn't go home and they slept in a room they called it the nap room and it started to smell real bad <laughs> no <doubt. soon. laughs> and uh they were mainlining caffeine and not taking showers um one <laughs> so, one last thing matt i think matt will like this one uh the map design wasn't finished until the last month and was a complete mess <laughs> until no <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> until uh they they all agree like i guess there was a big disagreement upon how it should uh fit together um I guess I guess I could kind of see that being I'd love like to a, hear the other argument. <laughs> the other guys were saying. The I mean, people. I think this map works really well. Uh, I could see that, like, it's kind of like when you start a piece of music or something, and you don't really know where it's going to go, and then it ends up kind of just creating itself and snowballing. Um, but I just thought that was really funny because it does it, it does have that kind of like madman feel as well even though i love it yeah yeah i totally get it it is kind of like kind of pieced together in certain parts and like there's like these weird long sections that kind of like end up making sense yeah like long elevators and stuff like that yeah Yeah, i could totally see how it kind of came together last minute (laughs) a little (laughs) bit not to say that it's bad though um but i i do i do see that that idea cool all right yeah yeah man thanks great do the research part that was really fun yeah great (laughs) great great fun facts no i I liked all those i think that was that was pretty cool 
Um, now, we're, we're, we're to the final part of the podcast episode, uh, the part that everybody's been waiting for, all right? The rating. Okay, this is pretty pretty highly anticipated here because Matt has not really liked this game at all at all the whole time. So uh, we are going to give this game each a rating out of ten, and we're going to add those up and do it out of thirty. And that is the final rating of the game. No one will ever be able to tell us differently. It, it will be the game's final score ever. Okay. You guys cool. ready? Uh, yeah. All right. So out of 10, we say it all at the same time. We have not told each other our ratings. Three, two, one. Ten. That <laughs> gave it a five. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? All right. Let's have uh, I'm going to, can I go higher? Can I say like 15? <laughs> no, no. You got, you got 10. I gave it a nine. Matt gave, Matt. It a, Matt gave it a five. That gives it a 24 out of 30. Gives it a solid eighty percent. I think that puts us in the uh, the Hinata zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Hinata zone. That's not a great yeah. zone, to be honest, Matt. Holy shit! You just gave Super Metroid a five. <laughs> yeah, bro. bro you, know, you know what the crazy part is? I had I had six written down, and I couldn't figure out why I gave it a six and not a five. Oh my god, dude! I, yeah. We're about to get jumped by like. <laughs> The, the the purists <laughs> i don't know i, know, I don't know dude. how they're gonna find us but they will they're gonna get us man yeah no, I, saw I already got nintendo after my ass after the birth of the wild episode <laughs> dude, <laughs> what you're, this, you're a hot what commodity about, yeah what does it say about you i mean how do you how do you feel having all these unpopular opinions you have to feel some way about it um i mean i everyone is able to hmm. Do you like just, the Beatles? Or do you hate the Beatles too? <laughs> all right, that's true. I like the Beatles. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. Your answer is going to be on this one. All right. How do you feel about Citizen Kane? <laughs> tell the audience. Yo, that's a uh, fucking trap, bro. You were asking me this earlier. <laughs> hey, tell tell the audience how you feel about that uh, about that film. Bro, I watched that shit in like junior year high school film class. That shit is trash. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Matt, don't Rosebud. say that. Rosebud. Oh my God, don't say that, bro. Dude, you're really gonna get your ass kicked, Matt. You, <laughs> you, want, you want to watch a real movie? Watch Chubb with a shotgun. Oh, okay. okay. It's actually a sick I movie. Fucked, I fucked it's, yeah, it's, movie. it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, but it's not. Uh, man, it's not I mean, Citizen Kane. Yeah. I don't know. I think I never played a lot of these like NES classics or SNES classics and things like that. Like. My first system was a Game Boy Advance, and I played a Game Boy Color game on Pokemon Crystal. Then after that, I went straight to PlayStation Two. So I think, um, and I think the like style of games on the PlayStation Two and like what would have been more prominent at that time, like the GameCube and Xbox. I think those are still kind of like, like obviously things have improved, like the graphics and things like that, and um, different you know like mechanical side of things. But like the general like kind of three D environment and the way that is expressed in games and that kind of exploration side of it, I think that's still relatively similar to how it is today um and i think that's just what i'm used to personally like i didn't play a lot of side you know metrovania style games growing up really at all side scrollers um, yeah side scrollers mm -hmm. yeah um so it's just what i how i'm used to experiencing games um i mean i don't know like i love doki doki you know i love like stanley parable um and um you're into the artsy guy. games man that's what i'm telling you you're into like dude this game is an art game though this is a total art game. Yeah, but it's not an art game like Stanley Parable is an art game. 
Stanley but Parable. Stanley Parable is like its own thing. That's like I it's think like I'm more universe. into the experience than the game, if that makes sense, or like the. Hmm. You're kind of mental experimentation. You're, you're more yeah, into I like experimentation. experimentation stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I think that's right. Where this is like a classic, universally beloved, just good mm. game. You, apparently, that doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> you want to know another good movie, Mister Nobody? Those are my tastes. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I saw that a while ago, and uh, I remember it being pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, I got good taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. Um, we, you got to be you. Lucas and I, yeah, we were we were having a pretty. I was telling Lucas that this game or this podcast has really kind of made me realize the kind of gamer I am. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a, I'm a new age artsy guy. You are, That's dude. True. You're yeah. you're the equivalent of like a art house guy for movies, but for video games. Like you hate on the classics and you love like the weird new experimental shit. Think yeah. about it. Well, I mean, a lot of those art house are classics too. So he's, I think he's kind of even standing in it alone in that too <laughs> i'm in my own closet just <laughs> no one's talking to me um and maybe uh, maybe i'll make a blog I mean, about this i mean at least you're uh you know you're you're stating your opinion you're standing by it it may not be uh it's true yeah it may not be true at all but uh you know i respect that I respect yeah, you, Matt. And, uh, and going you. forward, you can all find me on the unpopular opinion uh, sub. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, dude. All right, you guys got anything else? Uh, no. Um, I wanna I, I wanna read a podcast review real quick from one of our uh, lovely listeners. If if that's cool with you. Oh yeah, yeah, Matt. Tell tell yeah. the audience about the uh, the podcast review special that we got going on. Yeah, everyone. So if you want the chance to be featured on this phenomenal podcast. Uh, what you can do is you can go ahead and go onto the pod- Apple Podcast app on your iPhone if you have it, or just go onto the Apple Podcast webpage if you don't have an iPhone, and just leave a review on the podcast homepage. It does us a big favor. It really helps us uh, grow the podcast and go from thirty-five to forty thousand, which is our next goal uh, for weekly downloads. So it really help us get there. It'd be awesome. And today, uh, if you do provide a review, you do have a chance of getting that review read on the podcast. And today. I'd like to acknowledge um, one of the reviews from someone that goes by the name Amar the Great. Um, Amar says, I personally listen to several podcasts across multiple different genres. Each of these podcasts have their own strengths that distinguish them from one another. Often tailored to the goal that, excuse me, often tailored to the goals that the creators intend to accomplish. With Thanks for Playing, I feel that I'm right there in the room with the host as they discuss the topic pertaining to gaming and beyond. Being a part of the conversation as a listener feels natural. And the hosts, Matt and Lucas, do well bouncing off one another. Excited to watch this show continue to grow. Thank you, Amar the Great, for that lovely review. I'd like to also mention he did give us five stars. Um, thank you, Amar. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're awesome is what, is what we're trying to tell ourselves. You guys yeah. are the goats. Yeah. We're the goats. And hey, um, you too can leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and mm-hmm. be featured on Thanks for Playing. We have to read what you put up there. Yes. Uh, legally. You, yeah, it's um, in, in the contract I drafted up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but enough of that. I'm going to um, write a really bad review. That's, we have to read fine, it. Bro. We'll have to read it. It's going to be uh, the... I'm going to talk just Matt so much crap. Matt has no taste in video games. Uh, no, I'm just going to talk crap on myself. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, That's the meta, theme bro. song is, is, is so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this song. <laughs> 
Speaking uh, uh, speaking of the music that Sam makes, uh, Sam, where can we where can we find you? Where can we find your uh, social medias? Uh, where can we listen to your music? Stuff like that. Why don't you tell the audience? Uh, yeah, so I think we are on everything: uh, Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, uh, Tidal. Uh, we You're got, on Tidal. We're on Tidal, man. If you want those, <laughs> you want those waves. You want those high quality waves? You hit up our title page, Echo Pearl Varsity. Uh, if you want to hear some jazzy, melodic, horn, horny stuff, uh, <laughs> check it out. And uh, yeah. Uh, also, if you go to our YouTube, you could see the music videos we've made. I also make music videos, um, and they're really funny, and people love them, especially Matt. Uh, so yeah, just if you would check that out, I w- that would be uh, much appreciated. Awesome. Right awesome. And Matt? All right, everybody. Well, uh, if you would like to keep up with the podcast and see what's going on in uh, the world of Matt and Lucas, you can follow the podcast at TFP Podcasts. That's TFP Podcasts with S at the end on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to shoot us an email, maybe have a, you know, a double chance to be featured on the next episode of the review and an email. Uh, maybe hate mail. I'll accept that at this point. I'll <laughs> um, uh, get read. Um, you can email us at thanksforplayingpod at gmail.com. And if you had so much fun with your new age art gamer, Matt, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at goodideamatthew and on twitch.tv where I will occasionally stream at goodideamatt. Yep. And uh, if you like me more than Matt, you can follow me. But if you like us about the same, you can follow us both. That's cool with me, too. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Good Idea Lucas. Right on. All right, everyone. This has been Thanks for Playing. Catch you next time. Skip it up. Thanks for playing as a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Sammy Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch, Red Circle, 